This is Hair Therapy, cultivating the conversation around hair and scalp health. I am Kate, your host, and as a hairdresser, educator, and a trichologist, I am obsessed with all things hair. Whether you're interested in optimum hair and scalp health or have a hair or scalp condition, we have expert guests who are specialists in their field on a variety of different treatments and solutions, along with inspiring real-life stories. Perhaps you're looking to support someone who's had a hair or scalp concern, or you're a hairdresser who would like to know how to better support their clients. I am here to provide knowledge and information to help. Think of this as your very own audio resource library for you to pick and choose what is useful to you. I'm so glad you're listening today. Let's navigate hair health together to learn and grow. Welcome. Today I have Joe with me and Joe has been suffering from alopecia areata for quite some time now. She is a busy mother and she is also a teacher. So welcome, Joe. Thank you for coming and talking to me today. You're welcome. Uh, would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself? So, yeah, I am a mother. I'm a mother of two children aged um, seven and three. I also work part-time as a teacher and a trainee senko. So I've got a very busy and hectic life. I've had a husband working at home as well since last March. So life in the house is also busy. So there's very little free or spare time to do very much. And unfortunately, my hair care regime does fall rather to the bottom of that pile. It's usually a very quick wash and sometimes dry if I can find time to fit that aspect in, but not always a dry either. And yeah, occasional trips to the hairdressers, but obviously with the pandemic, that's not happened very frequently. And yeah, just really basic routines that around my hair and looking after it. In terms of diet, I eat healthfully and I exercise well. So I do look after myself. I try to exercise at least four times a week and I run reasonably regularly and do lots of walking as well. So and in terms of eating, I generally eat a a rounded and balanced diet and, and try to make sure that I'm putting good things inside of my body. Drinking water is not one of my plus points, something I'm very bad at, but I'm trying to get better at it. And drinking caffeine is one of my downfalls and something that I need to reduce from my intake. But that, yeah, that's generally me in a little bit of a nutshell. What about drinking alcohol, considering it's been locked down? How have you fared with that? I'm a big alcohol drinker, if I'm honest. I don't drink. I have a lovely selection of gins, but by the time I get around to thinking about them, I'm far too tired. So um, I don't do a lot of alcohol drinking. It's very sporadic. And if I do drink, it tends to just be the odd glass of gin or the odd glass of um, rosé. You have experienced some hair loss. So can you tell me a little bit about that? When did it start for you? I've always had very fine, light, wispy hair, but not a lot of it. So it's always been quite thin and fine at the same time. It's probably at its thinnest and finest now, pre-having my oldest child. Although back then it didn't feel that thick. When I look back on pictures, I realised how much more of it I had back then in comparison to what I have now. So it's definitely thinned out. When I had both my children, it thickened up during pregnancy and stayed reasonably thick for a while afterwards in terms of the quantity rather than the thickness 
But then once I had them, it started to thin out. And certainly after having my second child, it's thinned out considerably more. So it's now probably at its thinnest. And I have two patches on my scalp where it doesn't grow at all. And they, in my mindset, they've got larger those patches. I don't know whether they actually have, but certainly that affects putting my hair up because I have to put it up in such a way that those bald patches don't actually show through when I put it into a ponytail because obviously there's not a lot to cover them. Mm-hmm. So with you then, is it just been the patches at the side so it doesn't move around, they like not come in different areas, it's just been those two? No, it's always been these patches on my temples, more one side than the other. So there's always been one on my left temple where I don't actually remember ever having much growth there at all and then it's thinned out a bit more on my right temple I don't have any patches anywhere else around my scalp no it's just just those two areas where it thins out and it feels like actually sometimes the actual hairline is a lot thinner and maybe sometimes it feels a bit further back than it used to be as well so yeah just a lot of thinning really now have you spoken to anyone about this before I think I've spoken to people in so much as exploring opportunities along the lines of extensions so exploring opportunities to make it appear thicker and to give that illusion of more hair I haven't really spoken to anyone in respect of actually products or options to improving the situation no just really hide mimicking and hiding the situation has been more the conversations I've had and so how do you feel that it's impacted your life I mean you've already said you do a lot of exercise and you can't tie your hair up really high do you feel like it's impacted you in other areas as well it definitely affects how I see myself and how I feel about myself and I have a lot of hair envy of people because of the facts of not having this luxurious hair, it can give the appearance of thickness post-wash and dry, but that literally only lasts a couple of hours, and then it will become very thin-looking and lose any volume that might have gone into it from washing it. So it often just feels very lank and thin, and I hate that, actually. There's no buoyancy to it. It's very flat. When it's up, it's flat. When it's down, it's flat. And I'm also blessed with a delightful widow's peak, So I've been quite limited in terms of hairstyles that I can do with it because of that widow's peak. And I can't, I've never really found a way of shifting it around. I've tried short styles and long styles, but often short styles just end up making it look even thinner because obviously I've taken away the weight in the bottom, but then it just looks like this really thin and fine hair and I can't do anything with it then. And it's just always been quite limiting. I can't really do much with it. Where it's so fine, if you put curls in it, they just tend to drop out and not hold. And I've tried various different shades of colours over the years, and they've not really had an impact on making it look any thicker. I think I go through short periods of liking it. Occasionally, I'll find a way of clipping it up that might make it look a little bit thicker for a period of time. But generally speaking, I just have this longing I want to have nice, long, thick hair that I can put up and curl and do amazing things. And yeah, that just that big hair envy, really, when I see people that have that. I mean, to a certain extent, I really feel you because my hair's really fine as well. So there's so much you can't do, isn't there, when you've got really fine hair anyway. Yeah. And I can't even grow my hair long because it just goes really wispy and ratty and horrible. So yeah, it's, it's quite annoying. 
I think I just don't have that buoyancy in my hair though either. So I don't really have that option of going to sort of a more pixie cut or something like that because I don't have that buoyancy in the lift of my hair where it's so fine and flat. It just literally lays and there's no lift in it and products don't really seem to have an impact on that actually or certainly ones that I've used in the past that you know promise this volume but I just I don't see it it's just very very fine and very wispy and very flat unfortunately my daughter has been blessed with the same hair as well (laughs) yeah she really has so my son not so much though he has the fine hair but lots of it and he's got that yeah that really thick hair so he's quite lucky but she's a little blondie isn't she little fine hair blondie yeah I don't know where she gets it from but she is a little blondie and yeah very wispy and just constantly looks like her hair's a mess. Just, uh, I remember that as well. My hair, where it's always been fine when I was at school, I'd tie it up really neatly and within about 10 minutes, it really did look like I hadn't bothered even brushing it. And everyone else had this lovely thick hair that just stayed in this immaculate ponytail all day. And by the end of the day, I looked like a wild thing. It was really sad. Yeah, mine pretty much would have to be brushed about every 20 minutes to keep it in that flat neat way because otherwise just really quickly it just it gets knotted and yeah I mean scarves are a nightmare because it just it, it turns into like one clump of knots if I wear a scarf I always remember I used to, when my mum used to try and put ribbons in my hair and they would just literally slide out yeah the same everything just slides out of it all the time nothing stays in it and even hair ties I'll put it up in a high ponytail within about 20 minutes that's slid right down and, and then it's just hanging around the back somewhere. You just have to constantly keep trying. To, yeah. And if I try and put it up in so much as I'll put half of it up, well, it, then it just looks like I've got no hair left underneath because you can't remove mm-hmm. half. There's not enough of it. So how important do you think hair is? To me, quite important. It is something that, you know, it will take up a period of my day at some point usually around the washing time or getting ready in the morning doing my makeup you know I go through the whole of what am I going to do with my hair oh well there aren't many options so we'll just brush it and yeah and again it's just that whole it's something that plays on your mind actually it'll just pop into your head every now and then that whole or wish I had thicker hair what could I do and I think sometimes I find myself looking at hair extensions or clip-ins and things like that but then I just think you know, as I said at the beginning, I'm not one for having a rigid regime for my hair. And I'm not really sure that is something that I could subscribe to and maintain because I already have a busy life and I don't have that spare time in my day and my week to look after those things and to look after my hair. And I think that's what's always held me back, actually. But it's yeah, it's always there kind of on your mind, you know, thinking about it and just sometimes you kind of get to that point in the day and you think oh my hair looks all right and then you look in the mirror and you just realize how lank it has become periodically through the day (laughs) so um yes it plays in my mind I think is a a good summary of that I think you're quite lucky personally that even though your patches have maybe not grown back excessively you haven't had any spread or it'd be more or it'd be move around a lot so at least you kind of know what you're dealing with. But have things changed over the last seven years? Is there anything you feel like you wish you'd known when it started? Or I think I just perhaps would have liked to have known if there was anything I could have done to prevent it. If there were products out there that I could have been using to prevent it, or even now if there's products out there that I could be using that would benefit someone like me or a hairstyle 
that would be the best hairstyle for me. You know, I've never really had that conversation with anyone. I've always just kept my hair straight and it's either been shoulder length or longer. I kind of chop between the two. But yeah, just that advice really of kind of someone swooping in and going, right, this is your hair. This would be the absolute best style for your hair to get the most out of it and for you to feel the most confident with your hair. And I don't think I've ever had that. I think I've always just turned up and they've kind of gone, oh, yeah, we could have this colour and that colour. And and yeah, and then it's just been a standard cut and uh, colour and then off we go. But the hair's still fine and thin. And for that period after that cut and colour, it looks great for about half an hour where all the products are still in it. But obviously, they eventually wear off and then we're back to just normal hair again so yeah that's kind of my thought process around that one I think it is hard though when you are really limited by your hair texture yeah and by what it will do I think it's frustrating as well when you have tried so many products and I know so many people where they've just bought product after product and they've got this whole box of things that doesn't work then you get a bit fed up of trying things don't you and and it's the marketing around as well because when you see a product marketed for people with fine hair, the picture is not someone that's got fine hair or thinning hair. It's always someone that's got this massively full head of hair. And even when you do like an Instagram search or something like that, and you look for hairstyles for fine, thin hair, every picture that comes up is someone that's clearly got a thicker, coarser hair that when switched into a position will stay there. And when a product's applied to it, it will stay in place and you just think actually no none of those hairs look like me that's lovely thick coarse hair so what advice would you give anyone experiencing hair loss what advice would I give them I think to a certain extent you do have to accept it and I think your perception of yourself is not always the perception that other people hold of you and actually you know when I talk to people and say I really hate my hair Other people will say to me, oh, but your hair's lovely. It's a really nice colour. I wish I had long hair and things like that. And you don't realise the things you have got. I guess it's that age old thing that you always look for something that you haven't got and something you want to improve about yourself. But you kind of forget that there's people out there that can't grow their hair long. It just doesn't get long for whatever reason. Every time they try, it doesn't work. Well, that's something that actually comes quite naturally to me. So I think it is about stepping back from those perceptions that you hold about yourself and realizing that not everybody else holds the same perceptions and people look at you differently to the way that you look at yourself and most of the time people are not looking at you and just looking at your hair they're looking at you as a whole person and actually unless you mentioned your thin hair they probably wouldn't even have a thought process about that actually because to them it's just hair it's only to me that it's been this years and years of wishing and yearning for it to be something else, something different, something better. I guess we're all guilty of that for something, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the moment, it's my eyebrows. I mean, I just think everyone's looking at them because <laughs> they've not been touched since December. So uh, I just think the whole world's looking at my eyebrows. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily, bigger eyebrows are very fashionable, aren't they, at the moment, sir? Well, yes, I just can't wait to get back and have those done. So, um, Not been tempted to try that yourself, then? No, no. I'm toying with that, the microblading ones, actually. And there's part of me that actually thinks if my eyebrows were more defined, I would feel less bothered about my hair because they would be a more central point of my face, actually. Yeah, I look at 
people's eyebrows and I sometimes think actually you notice people's eyebrows well I notice people's eyebrows quickly so maybe if I had those it would take away the thought processes that I have around my hair one day I'll get hair extensions but possibly not I think it's really difficult though because you've got these patches at the side it would be quite difficult to add in hair at the side Mm. and you wouldn't want it just at the back no so I think maybe you might struggle with extensions anyway because you wouldn't be able to fill in necessarily fill in the sides yeah because that's where you have got less hair you might have to look more to like um, a mesh extension like a a topper system where it's more it's not a wig but more of a one piece system yeah I mean I don't think it's massive yeah upkeep but it's quite a lot to add to yourself it's you know it's something that I'll toy with and perhaps when the children are a bit older and I've got more time on my hands. I mean, you know, all the time things are changing. Elsa's about to start school now. So that will free up some time. So when I've perhaps got more time to give to it, then maybe I'll look into something. Then we won't recognise you. Yeah, you won't recognise me. I suddenly have hair. And if want to go, oh, who are you? Hair, eyebrows, the whole lot. Yeah. So have you ever spoken to your husband about this? Do you talk to him about it? What has he kind of said? No, I don't think I have spoken to him about it. And I don't think he'd have an opinion about it. As I said, it's perceptions, isn't it? And for him, he just sees me as me. And he doesn't see that I've got any different or my hair's thinned or anything like that. I'm just the person that he met. I mean, I would hugely disagree with him to the person he met 11 years ago. But yeah, I think that's a man thing, isn't it? I can go to the hairdressers and spend three hours there and come back and he won't even know what's different. You know, I've changed a colour, I've changed a length, and he'll just go, oh, yeah, it just looks the same. But maybe he's also hoping that you look at him with those loving eyes and don't notice the thinning hair and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Though perhaps not at the moment, because he looks like some sort of homeless caveman at the moment. Hair grove. (laughs) So we all have to make allowances for a lot of time, don't we? Yeah. Maybe one of the benefits for you with your hair loss and maybe why that's it's not progressed is because although you have a very busy life and stressful job and kids and everything else because you've really kept on with your nutrition and your uh, physical health that maybe that's been quite a big plus to your hair maybe if it, even if it's not improved it's not got any worse yeah no absolutely I'm not constantly coloring it or changing it I mean obviously in my teenage years I was and I went through various stages of bleaching different parts of it But um, I think now as an adult, and certainly for the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, it might be coloured once every 12 weeks, but it doesn't tend to have a lot of product put on it. On top of that, I don't tend to use sprays and mousses and things. So perhaps that's helped to slow down that process a bit as well, where I have just left it alone and not tried to do too much with it. What you said about your pregnancies and afterwards, that is very normal. So because of the way that the hair growth cycle works and how it works during pregnancy, the growth actually slows down quite a lot. So you end up, you lose a lot less hair during pregnancy, which is why it feels really thick and full. And then about two months after postpartum, you then, your hair as it resumes, that's when you lose all those hairs that you would have shed anyway. So a lot of people after childbirth or pregnancy do find they feel like they're losing a lot of hair but that's only hair that they should have lost anyway it's just been a bit delayed 
So that's actually quite normal. So that's nothing to panic about. Yeah. And you see that new growth as well. I remember after both my children, you do have that hair loss, but you start to see all those short wispy bits coming through where that new hair growth coming through as well. So it does replenish. It's not gone forever, but it's it's just a cycle that our body goes through, isn't it? So, um, yes. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with me. You're very welcome. If it's helpful in some way. Um, I hope some people find it a little bit reassuring or interesting. You're very welcome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Hair Therapy Podcast. Please share this show with anyone who you think might benefit from it. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show. It really helps me grow and reach more people. Until next time...